Hey folks, this is Michigan Pathways Radio coming to you live where we bring you the outdoors, the indoors, and all the adventures that Michigan has to offer. Stay tuned. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Michigan Pathways. I'm your host, John. And it is a Thursday. Yep, it's a Thursday. I had to double check my calendars today. I've got some things we got to kind of clear up here. I got some uh, requests and or questions asking why I've kind of shifted everything from my ordinary Tuesday shows that I was last year till this. Well, last year we had a lot of uh, you know positive things at work, and you know I had two great supervisors well those two supervisors had passed away from covid and they got sick I mean, they were in the hospital and either way they had passed in uh, december and january and one of them was one i just got into backpacking with he kind of started from the ground up like i did and you know so on and so forth so i, I miss him quite you know nearly this year because i'm not going to be able to get out and backpack with them this year. But with that being said, I had to cover the other days that the other supervisors were no longer there. So my shifting to Tuesdays to Thursdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays off, you know, it's how it all happened. So, so right now I put everything together on Wednesday, and then right now Thursdays will be uh, my new spot. I, I really apologize, and I'm very, very hurt that I had. I know a lot of you guys were dedicated to my Tuesday shows, and I, the thing is, I could, you know, record sometime during the week and then put it to a Tuesday. I haven't thought about that yet. I've kind of pondered the rat around, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see where we go with that. But I, every day, thank every one of you for being here with me, listening to me. And let me bring you different topics, different situations, things that are going around. And I've got people contacting me um, outside of Michigan that are now kind of hearing the show. And it might pertain to you, you know, in your state, county, city, area. So with that being said, thank you. Thank you for staying with me. And I appreciate it. But you want to hear a show, so we're going to get right on to the show. But we're going to open up real quick. I talked with um, Tony over at uh, True North Expo, our exploration, um, EXP. It's on Facebook. And they have got a symposium coming up. I'm trying to see if I can wiggle my way into this uh, for getting away from work. But it's in uh, Georgetown, Illinois. Uh, I'm going to write everything up in the uh, description box, folks, so... If you're uh, backpacking and listening to me, you know it's kind of hard to get to that pen and paper right now at the moment, unless you're taking that coffee break or that water break that you're going to need. <laughs> so the Midwest Outdoor Symposium, May 20th through 22nd, 2022, at the Forest Glen Preserve in Georgetown, Illinois. Now, why do I bring this up? A couple different things. And my buddies Alex and Amy are going to be over here as guest speakers. 
Now, you guys know I brought you Annie Nielsen's uh, interview, you know, for her book and such like that for uh, the Superior Trail. I thank every one of you. Everybody, I hope you guys were able to listen to a lot of that. I, I know it was long, but Annie's time is very valuable, and I very, you know, very appreciate the time that she gave to uh, Michigan Pathways to sit there and, you know, talk about her book and everything else. So I'm, I'm looking more to try to get another interview with her and such like that. But back to uh, this. So. Some of the workshops. Now, this is really cool. If you're a beginner and you want to get out and try different things and see different things from different instructors and people who have been in the field, uh, one of the we got uh, five workshops here: uh, wilderness first aid skills, which I strongly recommend everybody get, and also get a refresher. Sometimes, if we don't use this stuff or we're not practicing it, it is very hard to you know, remember, how do I do this? Or how should I lay a tourniquet? You know, if I had to. Um, also, I'll be going over the most common outdoor injuries. Gear considerations. Kayaking and accessory selection. And long trail hiking information. As I said, once again, Alex Mayer and Amy Robbins. Robin will be out there. Sorry, Ramey. And then uh, also it has here... Um, Kathy Wicks, I haven't looked uh, her up yet, but she's a volunteer master uh, natural <laughs> environment photographer and visual artist. I'm sorry if I butchered that all up. I will put that in the uh, comments in the description below. So anyway, if you guys want or are interested in something like this, you know, get a hold of them over there. I'll link uh, their email or their website down in the uh, description below so you guys hang around and we will be right back with today's show hey folks and welcome back real quick i hope you enjoyed that little bit of uh silence <laughs> if you had it i don't have uh any um commercials in here i don't believe anyways i haven't heard anything lately or any ads so um so welcome back. So real quick today, we're going to talk about weight distribution. I know we've kind of talked about this before, and I might be hitting on this a little bit more, you know, here in the near future, especially uh, as we're getting into spring. So a loaded backpack should not weigh more than 20% of your body weight. So let's look at that. Now, you guys fact check me. This was just given to me by a friend of ours. So if you weigh 150 pounds, your pack should not exceed 30 pounds for backpacking. A loaded day pack should not weigh more than 10% of your body weight. With that being said, folks, take that in consideration. I, I did in my first year. I did. My little Bass Pro, uh, it was my Bass Pro. It was by uh, Ozark Trail that I got from the uh walmart and it was a good pack 65 liters and i stuffed it and once again being new to the trail and being out there by myself i did whatever you know i try i tell you i don't pack your fears and i did just that i packed my fears 
even though I was two miles from the car, I was still at the end of October, the 1st of November, and we got very lucky not to have any snow in the UP at that, at that time. So with that being said, I went and I had an extra blanket in the car, a uh, wool blanket that I took along with my, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, 40-degree um, bag that I had. And I had a 40-degree uh, uh, sleeping bag, lightweight. And trust me, folks, it wasn't even meant for 40 degrees. It was, it got down below 32. It actually started kind of snowing and raining that night going into the morning there when my tent started flooding out, if you guys have listened to the show. So you know it was cold that night, and it, it was definitely. But if I had packed better, but I was new. I'm not going to beat myself up. You know, there was a lot of things I did have to know and learn along the way. But let's look at this. How to distribute backpack weight in five easy steps. Put your sleeping gear at the bottom of your pack first. You don't need your sleeping gear on top, folks, unless you're wanting to take a nap or something like that midway through the day. You can easily unpack everything, but I know a lot of people don't. Put heavier food and cooking items in next, in the middle of your backpack, and put it closest to your back. Now, sometimes we don't have that option, but, you know, we try to do the best we can. Put outer layers and lighter supplies at the top of your pack. That way you're easy to get to them. I, I always like to put my coat and everything in the uh, the top of the uh, the brain, as they call it, or the top pack there. It's where I always like to put one of my coats at. And then accessorize the outer pockets, clips, and loops. And then do a trial run. That is the most important thing, folks. When you are training also for an upcoming uh, outing, I always suggest you guys work with it. And do it in intervals. Here's why. And a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this. Your pack weight will go up and down, depending how much water you're carrying and how much food you're taking. Your food weight is going to keep going down as you get towards your end. But your water weight will stay pretty much the same. And I always try to keep it the same. I have at least two liters full. People are saying that's a lot of water. It is, especially when you go through sections where you don't have water. And we've all been there when we are going through and we are not having water or it's not raining and there's not a way we can collect water. This is why I always suggest if you guys can find a small tarp or something, even your rain fly, position it to where you can catch rainwater and be able to have something like that. A mouthful of water is definitely good for the... I don't want to say his soul, but the uh, the feeling of oh my god, I got water. This is this is so good. So that being said, uh, let's right on down here. Um, repacking your food and your personal items. Take what you need, folks. Don't pack your fears. We already discussed this. Um, especially if you're going on a three day trip. You know, we hear it's two pounds per day then I always pack one day extra food. That's just in case I get hungry or we're out there for a little bit longer period of time, I have something to eat. And it's usually a mountain house or an alpine or a peak or whatever you can get your hands on. Or if you make your own kudos, 
It tastes better, folks. Trust me. With that being said, your sleep system should be your next thing. Now, I, I, I encourage you to get out there and look at the different R values. And I have been told the R value is the height of the pad. The thicker the pad, the more comfortable you're going to sleep. Well, good luck. A lot of people have bought the thermorests and such like that and have found that it's very hard to sleep sometimes or even get it into their tent. I have a one-man um, tungsten uh, marmot tent. Sometimes you can't you know, get some of these te- uh, air- these bags in there. Plus your gear and everything else, because I sleep on my pack. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I take one pillow and I sleep on my pack. So uh, with that being said, you know, your sleep system, try to bring it down as much as you can. Get them UGQ quilts in your uh, your pack there and uh, definitely help. You know, it'll definitely help you out. Now, also, now I'm not really suggesting this for the new people. If you're able to get out and purchase a tent that has supports for your trekking poles great go out there and you can spend that my only fear is was a couple things one losing a trekking pole how do we lose a trekking pole trust me we've seen it i've seen it on trail also if somehow or another that trekking pole you only bring one out bends and breaks you've got to improvise out on the trail so by using a trekking pole for a tent, it's a great idea, great support and everything else. But you have to, you know, improvise if something happens to that trekking pole, folks. So I'm not discouraging you, just a thought. Books. Now, this is another one that we all kind of know that we would like to bring books out on the trail with us. But sometimes it's kind of hard to do that when you're limited on um you know, compartments, and also weight. Always encourage people to download books if you can. I know that runs hard on the battery and such like that. So try to think ahead as far as what you're going to do. Trust me, after a long day of hiking, I don't want to read. I want to lay down, get something to eat, and then go to sleep. That's all I ever wanted to do. Also, uh, another idea was swapping out your bottles for collapsible bottles. I don't like this idea because I use the big smart one liter bottles. I know they're heavy. I know they're awkward, but I know I've got two liters of water that I'm not going to have to worry. So also another thing I have looked at in the past is uh, trail runners. Now I'm definitely looking at uh, a couple pairs of uh, Adidas and I have really switching up from my Keens. Now, kudos to Keens. My Keens have lasted me for three years now. And the last trip, they were a bit bulky. But the only thing is I had problem with is I had a lot of sand coming up along uh, before a two-hearted river. So that was a lot of trail walking that was in sand. And when you have a little bit heavier shoes, like the Keens that I have, they tend to get clunky and they weigh you down and it won't be good, folks. The other thing I really noticed, too, and once again, I'm not getting paid by anybody here for doing this. Moss Oak. Uh, I was just at a, oh, what is it? Uh, one of those, like, 
sorry, I brain fart here, folks. So it was like one of those outlet stores, and they had a pair of two pairs actually for seven dollars of wool marina uh, stretch wool marina socks from Mossy Oak. Now I I love my um, my other socks that I have used time and time and again, and I know they get pricey, but if I can get two pairs of the same type of socks, the merino wool, then I uh, I would be able to, uh, you know, take a couple pair along with me. Ollie's, that's what it is here in my notes. Ollie's has uh, a pair of those. I, I know here in Monroe, I was over that way, and I kind of stopped in to see, you know, what kind of stuff they had floating around, and then they did have those mossy oak uh, socks. So look at something a little bit different. We don't have to go with the, uh, the name brands, folks. I know mossy oak is a name brand, but not one you would find any backpacker on here talking about so with that being said i hope you guys enjoy the day you know if you're here in michigan southeastern michigan we've got some snow warnings coming out right now and you guys need to stay safe so with that being said i will get more information out to you on the uh symposium there in illinois and from there you guys take care and i'll be staying i'll see you on the trail take care bye